Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of pink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Knight, Jay, Novahedonist, Tempest, Brianna Lynn, Nora Borealis, Fabe, Embers, Mama D, Daddy J, William P, Lady, Claire, Zaitam, and Savage Heart. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Excuse me while I get my soapbox. Okay, I am here today on top of my soapbox to discuss something that I find very important. She's been talking about this all week. The topic, BDSM and sex. Rara, please, please calm down. First of all, I can see fire already coming out of your eyeballs. I'm sitting right in front of you. Okay, relax. Why does this piss you off so much? Because everybody seems to be under the concept that BDSM is sex and sex is BDSM and give no possibility to the fact that they can be completely separate. Now, this has always been an issue for me. I belong to a lot of chat groups with specifically single women, and they complain that they love, love, love kink, but they don't get to do it because they don't have a romantic partner. They are single. And I would talk to them about the fact that you can still kink even without them. But what's really gotten my goat these days is as part of this podcast, I do a lot of research and I'm on Google and I talk to people and I'm in chat groups and asking questions. And all I fucking see day in and day out is stuff putting BDSM together with sex. So we start off with those memes of the beautiful submissive woman. We'll forget the fact that she is young and skinny because, you know, as we know, you can't be old and fat and be kinky. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, apparently a cardinal sin in the internet. Or... Uh, I guess. Yeah, no, whatever. In real life, we look like everything. Right. And then you have these tall, sexy, fit, dominant men in their suits standing over the woman. And you read the, the messages on these where you are mine, kitten. You want to... I will, I will take care of you as he's grabbed onto her pussy. First of all, some of us don't like those types of men. You may like those types of hot, muscly men. Oh, I like men. muscly men. I prefer dad bods. And second of all, I don't want to be called kitten. So right off the bat, all of this is wrong. If you Google the term BDSM, you get pictures of naked women who are sucking a cock. Or they have Hitachis on their pussies. Look up BDSM on porn sites. And it's all about sex. 
it's the woman having her breasts being tortured or the man having his cock being tortured or there's anal sex involved. And even if the woman is tied down and they're beating her, they beat her, then they fuck her. Then they beat her again and they fuck her some more. And then to finish, they fuck her again. You hear the term sexual submissive used as if all submission is about sex. I looked up, do you know WebMD defines BDSM as a term used to describe aspects of sex that involve domination, submission, and control. Cosmo wrote an entire article about BDSM where they said BDSM is a term used to describe certain aspects of sex that can be split into three major groups, bondage and discipline, domination and submission, sadism and masochism. Well, at least they got their letters correct. But seriously, why would anybody follow the advice from Cosmo? It is always sex, sex, sex. And I've had it. I'm going to duck. I'm actually really scared of the look on her face right now, guys. Okay. Can I just throw in something here without getting my head ripped off? I don't have anything I can throw except this water bottle, but go ahead. Okay. Don't fucking throw the water bottle. All right, bitch. Don't throw the water bottle. So to me, I can kind of understand where where this is coming from because it's an aspect of our sexuality. It is an expression of our sexuality just because it doesn't involve PIV sex. It's still a part of sexual expression and freedom to do so. I don't disagree. And I don't think that you can always really separate the sex from BDSM. We admit that much of what we do during playtime is rooted in some type of sexual pleasure and sensation. Even if you're not being touched sexually, I've seen people actually achieve orgasm just from being hit during an impact scene. So does that make it sex or BDSM? And like I've said plenty of times before, during my private electro sessions and sometimes even the ones that I do in demos, I have actually had people come just from electro. I'm not doing anything touching them physically. It is simply the electro. And look, I'm going to confess something here that my local friends know, but maybe all of you don't know. When I do specifically a rope scene, you know what happens? I get wet. And her rope top usually shows it off to everybody in the room. So I might as well announce it here because everybody in my local community knows it for a fact since she likes to yell it at the top of her lungs. Oh, look, Rara's getting my rope all wet. Look at her pussy, you guys. But I can tell you, nothing is happening between my rope top and I sexually. She is not touching me in a sexual manner. She's touching me almost scientifically, like I need to move this here to build this, and I need to move that there to build that. It's almost, watching them is almost like an artist with a canvas. Artists can take nude models and paint them, draw them, paint on them all the time without it being sexual. Why can't artistically placed rope be viewed the same way? Thank you. This is all I am saying. I just want people to understand BDSM doesn't have to be about sex. You can totally kink without ever having sex. Do it all the time. Now, most people do seem to think that BDSM is always tied to sex. They think anytime you're having BDSM, there's sex and orgasms involved. Then there are others who draw a hard line between the two. As one scientist said, both are bodily experiences that are very intense and sensual and cause a lot of very strong feelings in people who practice them. 
but they're not the same thing. She actually compared it to a massage. Uh, yeah, I can see that because massage, a lot of people get naked or at least down to their underwear for it. I have. I'm going to strip down to whatever. This is where I need you to focus. This is what I want you to use as far as pressure wise, because, you know, there's hot stone massage. There's uh, cupping massages. There's different types of massage that use different tools, different implements. I would say, please don't touch me here because I have issues with that. Notice how everything I'm saying is similar to BDSM <gasps> negotiation. Wow. I never thought it about that before, familiar. actually. It's actually really neat. I, I literally, j- I agree with you. I just sort of put that together. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Light bulb moment. Sometimes massages are very sensual. You'll find a lot of couples that will incorporate a massage into their sexual play and have what's called a happy ending. Not to be confused with when you go to a... No. Yep. <laughs> Behave. But kind of similar to BDSM, it's a matter of personal and sexual preference. For some, BDSM is actually nothing more than a leisurely activity, a sport, an art form, as you said, or a spiritual practice than what we think of as sex. As I tell people on a Saturday night, my kinky friends and I are going to get together. And instead of going bowling, Instead of playing pool, instead of going to the movies or playing miniature golf, we're getting together and we're kinking. It's almost a hobby, I would say, where each person brings their own specialty to that hobby. I don't know if I can compare it to anything else. So I'm going to do a weird comparison right now because this is just what popped into my head. I'm totally geeking out at this point and (laughs) Rara's going to be like, what the hell are you even talking about? I'm laughing at her again. As usual. I kind of want to compare this to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, of course, everybody does. Not. <laughs> no, you don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I really don't have a clue. My whole experience with Dungeons and Dragons is watching uh, Big Bang Theory. Right, which is no experience at all. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, for those who don't know, is a game and it's based, it's like a choose your own adventure kind of a thing. You do it with a group of people. There's dice involved. There's tons of rules. It's been around since the, the 70s. It's like the ultimate role playing. It is kind of. You're doing it with a within a set of boundaries, within a set of rules. It is still a game and you do have, you know, things that you have to go for. I'm not sure there's a win or a lose unless everybody in your entire party dies, but that's besides the point. The basic premise of it is you choose a character, you create this character based on uh, the different things that the books provide, one of which is a class. The classes have different backgrounds, different equipment, uh, different things that they're coming from, any customizations that you can do. The biggest part about them is a specialty. And it kind of reminds me of when we get together as a hobby group (laughs) and we bring different backgrounds. We bring different qualifications. We bring different knowledge. We bring our own equipment. Some of it is completely made up and made and designed by us. Some of it is bought. Some of it is recognizable. Some of it is like, what the hell is that? That's interesting. But we all, even within how, even within what we do with those, we use them in different ways. So without having everybody doing different things, You don't want to have an entire dungeon party of just rope people unless there's a specific reason. If you're doing like rope only, great. 
that's cool. You're not going to get the variety that we do at our types of parties where we have all these different people that can do all these different things. Everybody has their different specialties and you're going to go a lot further. So now let's talk about how we each do BDSM because even the way I do it versus the way you do it is slightly different. We have way different versions of what we do. So for me, when I BDSM, it is the ability to have fun doing something I love with my friends who love it too. And I will make plans beforehand because Virgo here. And so I will have my scene scheduled beforehand. There is nothing sexual about my scenes. Now it's interesting. So we talk about one of my favorite tops, John, right? John tops me and John tops his girlfriend, Blue. They are radically different scenes. Oh my God. Yes. You can hear Blue and John from anywhere in the house. Right. It is usually a little more serious. There is a lot of sensual touching by John. He is touching her back. He is touching her butt. He is touching her private parts. He is touching it all. And it ends in a very big, wonderful orgasm for Blue. Which again, you can hear most places in the house. Not sure the neighbors can't hear it. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty loud. But what's interesting about them is I think a lot of the times doesn't John do uh, a whole lot of orgasm control with her when it comes to he that? He does. He She does not orgasm till he gives her permission. And I think that's part of why it's so big because she's holding oh, it she's in holding for it that back, long right? and it just explodes. But I can hear him. Don't come. Don't do it. No. Don't you come. Don't you come. And it goes on for a really long time. And I think I would lose my shit. If oh, I just somebody... want to yell at him. Let her come already. For Christ's sake, let her come. Oh, my God. It's in, it's it's intense just to even be in the same room. I mean, I've seen other scenes stop mm-hmm. and just pause and listen. My scenes have stopped. You have to. Now, my scene with him is very different. There's usually very little serious about it. John and I are laughing. We're giggling. I brat a lot with John because it's just our thing. It's our dynamic. I brat and he retaliates by hitting me harder. He's happy. I'm happy. Life is good. I've never seen him orgasm control you or even attempt to give you one. No. And guess what? He touches me because he does put a hand on my back or a hand on my butt to make sure that the scene is going well. He's monitoring my body temperature and making sure. But there's nothing sensual or sexual about it. I should say sexual. Some might say it's sensual. I mean, he's got his hand on my naked ass. I can understand how you might think it's sensual. But it's not sexual. I am not having an orgasm with him. We are not going home together to have sex. It is just two friends who have the same interest having a blast together. And that is why our scenes, there is so much laughter happening. We are having such a good time. Kind of reminds me of when I walked downstairs to do, uh, I, I went downstairs at the last little gathering and I saw Ra-Ra getting the absolute shit beat out of her by our friend Sir Devane. And I went to grab somebody for an interview for a bonus episode that we had played. All I saw was Ra-Ra dancing, laughing, giggling, having an absolutely amazing time. And I just stopped and I looked at her and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> She's getting, are you high? And the answer is yes, I actually was. That was my subspace. That's what I'm like. But nothing sexual about it. And when I top 
somebody else. It's the same thing. I have to touch them. They're naked. I'm touching their body when they are naked because I want to be careful and make sure I sometimes touch their body so that I, I it helps me know exactly where I can and cannot hit. And if I cannot hit there, I'm going to hit my hand instead of them. I check their body temperature to make sure they're not too warm or too cold, but there's nothing sexual. I'm not touching them in a sexual manner at all. So one interesting thing about that, I touch as well. I touch with my fingers being electrified in electro. I will touch different parts of their body because different parts of their body will give different sensations with the same level of electro. Your back, for example, feels completely different than, say, the back of your knees, the back of your neck, sides of your bellies. All of these are different uh, skin types. They have different sensitivities. I could use the same amount of electro for each one and it will be it will feel different. I will touch after using an implement as a way of bringing the person back down. So for example, when I hit Rara in our special episode where we filmed an electro scene between the two of us. That was fun for our patrons. If you join our patron group, the top two tiers, you do get access to videos such as that. Sorry, I had to plug that for me. Of course you did. Yeah. But the point is, when I when I hit Rara, afterwards I would put my hand where I hit to soften it, to bring her back. Some of it was thuddy. Some of it was a little more stingy. I would trace it afterwards. And I do that a lot of times in electro as a way for the bottom to feel I'm still with them. It can be sensual. I will do fingers. I will, hell, sometimes I'll use my tongue. So I guess, but to me, it's not sexual. It's just another form of sensation. Mm -hmm. To the bottom, it's not sexual. It's another sensation. And electro is all about sensation play. Most of it is just connection. I'm still here with you. I'm still doing this with you. I am part of this with you. I feel what you feel. I love that description. You're right. That's what it is. It's connection. When I little, we talked about this in the the CGL episode. My little side is not a part of my sexual side. I will sometimes, well, okay, that's not true. I will foreplay the shit out of, (laughs) out of it in little mode, but I've seen it folks. It's, (laughs) It's fascinating. It's actually, it, what's funny about it is like I said in that episode, sometimes I'll grab daddy's dick and spin it in a circle and yell, Dizzy Pizzy. I don't think he considers that foreplay. If he were here, he'd be looking at me going, yeah, no, that's just something I let you do because you like it. That's not foreplay to me. Just because I'm grabbing his dick, it's not foreplay. It's me being a doofus. Yeah. Part of what I do is I will nom on his belly or nom on his hand or on his neck. I just like those bits. And the oral fixation of the little side of me just wants to nom on daddy. Like, that's it. Again, not foreplay. I'll do that regardless of whether or not we're having sex. I will literally come home and this man walks down the stairs and says, hi, princess. I got something for you. Pulls up his shirt and I face plant right into his stomach. This is like how I greet him. <laughs> I don't even say anything. Okay. It's an interesting way to greet him. I, you know, that's, that's just it's your what thing. We do. It's fine. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. None of that is sexual. Just because I may do it sometimes right before sex doesn't mean it's part of sex. It's me being silly. It's me wanting to connect with him. And I've also said this during our aftercare episode. Daddy's belly is part of my aftercare. Who says aftercare has to be after? Well, especially when you live like you guys in a 24-7 situation. Right. Anytime can be aftercare because you're always basically living the scene. Yeah. I pregame. I pregame. <laughs> <laughs> 
I stick my face in his belly before we're having sex to, I don't know, get in the, con- I, it's, it's my way of connecting with him. It's, it's not necessarily just a sexual component. It's the intimacy of our relationship. That's my face in his belly. It's not sexual. It is intimate, but it's not sexual. And I don't disagree that BDSM by its nature is intimate. I, that I support 100%, which is why I kink with some people, but not with others, because I have to trust you. I'm going to be, if I'm bottoming, I'm going to be very vulnerable to you. And there has to be that intimate connection between the two of us. But I don't have to have sex with you. And I don't have to have an orgasm. Intimacy does not equal sex. I think that's the biggest thing of what we're saying. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Look. Join me up here on my soapbox. I'm going to climb right up there. Hang on a second. All right. I'm up. (laughs) It was a tall soapbox. (laughs) I had to climb stairs. I I needed to see above everything. (laughs) So a lot of the comments that we get almost every single time about this podcast is how much chemistry Rara and I have together. Rara and I are intimate friends. We're not sexual friends. We have had sexual encounters with each other, what, twice? twice? But that's not our thing. We literally only did that for the experience. Well, we did it the first time unplanned because you were at my house primed and ready to go with your strap on and nobody to stick it in. So Yeah, because he left so a little brat. Similar to the way I offer my ass to tops who want to do impact and nobody to hit. I offered my pussy to you who had a strap on and nobody to fuck. Well, it was also, if I remember correctly, don't just pretend like you're the good Samaritan here because you had never done it before. I had never done it before. I, I was curious. You that wanted the experience. And then the second time was part of, was it a birthday present for Daddy Jay? It was, it was a birthday a whole, present. It was a whole experience. Again, Rara and I do things with each other for the experience. It's not because we want to get sexual with each other all the time. It's literally just because, hey, have you done this before? No, I can do that. All right, let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, if we never did anything like that again, it's okay. We'd still be just as close and just as connected. We've checked it off our boxes. We've tried it. Yeah. If uh, if It didn't suck. (laughs) Excuse me? It didn't suck? (laughs) I rocked your world, bitch. Okay. Remember we talked about it. I orgasm easily. Okay. Now I just feel hurt. I'm sorry. I... But I didn't have to fake it with you if that helps you. Okay, yeah, that helps. Okay. That's, that's good. My, my dildo not, not was really good for you. Not that I'm saying I have ever faked it. No. <laughs> what woman has ever done that? <laughs> but BDSM by its nature is not even conventional sex. It's play that it is erotic. And yes, you can involve the normal genitals, your pussies and your penises, but you're playing with them and you're controlling them. What aspect of conventional sex has somebody denying you an orgasm? Only if they suck at it, in which case it's not so much that they denied as they were incapable. And that's a whole nother issue. (laughs) But BDSM often involves some kind of pain. Or a lot of extra sensations that you just don't normally do. Okay. So let me ask you about the pain part here. Yes. Because this is the part that I'm interested in. I do not enjoy pain. You do. I do. Okay. So the, isn't the definition 
of a masochist, someone who gets sexual gratification and sexual pleasure from pain. That is the official definition. And that is why I have struggled with whether to call myself a masochist. Because I will have a night where I will do very painful, painful things. And I will be flying higher than a kite and I will be excited and love it. And I will go home to my bed alone and no orgasm. And I'm still just as happy. So I really don't know. It's those kind of definitions that are part of the reason I have climbed up here on this soapbox because all of this stuff they attributed all back to sex. And while I do not speak for everybody, I have had this conversation with enough people in our group to know I'm not the only one. I I don't need pain to have an orgasm. And in fact, 99% of the time, there is no pain in my sexual life. My partner is, well, I don't want to call him vanilla because he's a swinger, but he's not a dom. He doesn't participate in BDSM. Let's just say he's not kinky then. Okay. He's not kinky, but he, he, he participates obviously in alternative lifestyles. Right. And, and he loves to watch. I mean, he's been with me to parties. He's fascinated by it. He loves watching me do rope because of the artistry of it. And I'm sure, you know, everyone's now there's a little spanky spanky, but we have couples who call themselves vanilla who know nothing about the kinky lifestyle who do a little spanky spanky in the bedroom. It's just, I don't need to have the pain. I don't want pain during my sex. This week's episode is sponsored by an incredibly talented photographer, Jay Yi. Jay offers a wide variety of vanilla photo shoots such as headshots, conventions, weddings, family photos, dating profile photos, proposals, and more. Rara and I have known Jay for years, and when his clients have given permission, we've been able to see some of his photos. And wow, we are amazed at how he is able to capture a moment in time that shows the joy and beauty of the people in the photo. I remember seeing some maternity shots that he did, and the mother was glowing. I can only imagine how it will feel to look back on those photos years from now and remember the excitement she felt that was so clearly captured in the photos. But what's so cool about Jay is he is a kinkster himself. So he also offers amazing kink photos. He can do solo shoots, such as boudoir photos, or couple shoots, like a collaring ceremony. Maybe you want professional shots of your scenes, like rope suspension. If you have an idea, Jay can probably make it happen. He works throughout the Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. areas, but he's also willing to travel to some parts of West Virginia. You can reach out to Jay to discuss your photo needs either through his website at www dot j ye photo dot com that's j y i p h o t o dot com or even through fetlife his handle is iso eight zero zero and if you visit his website which we will list in the show notes you can see some of his beautiful work so if you need someone to help you capture those once in a lifetime moments check out j ye photo dot com and for me I don't need any I don't need electro insects. I don't need, in fact, I don't want the don't little yeah. insects. I am, I'm pretty sure that my husband and I, most of the time, once we get through the little things that I have to do in order to feel close and intimate, we're going to have vanilla sex most of the time. Like probably 90% of the time, it's just straight up vanilla. I had a girlfriend for three years who was a pro-dom. We had vanilla sex. It's what It's what we did. And in fact, the only time she and I even did scenes together is usually because I'd be at an event and I had nobody else to beat me and she knew how badly I wanted to be beaten. So she'd help me out. 
but our relationship was relatively vanilla. It, many clubs, in fact, don't even allow sex to happen within their dungeons. And yet they're still packed each weekend with kinksters who want to play. I mean, how many times do you see in the clubs that do allow it, how often do you actually see sex happening? Not not as often as you would think. Like, I, I think we said this in a previous episode again, a lot of the actual sex acts would be behind closed doors in separate rooms, the ones that even allowed it. The closest it came that I ever saw was the ice fucking. Yeah. <laughs> closest it came. <laughs> Get it? You made, Get it? You made an orgasm joke. I did. You're so funny. Now, in private dungeons like at Rara's the Damas or at you know several others there can be orgasms I again I have never actually seen traditional sex in any of these events I myself have made somebody come on my electro table at a party using an acupuncture wand not the needle part people don't get that in your head <laughs> it's an electro stimulus device it's a little handheld thing where I have to make a circuit. I have to connect. So my hand goes on the person, on their arm, on their shoulder, wherever the hell it is. And then I use the device and it kind of makes this clicking noise. And it gives a little, I would say, almost akin to a static shock when you touch it. I can drag it on people. I can poke them. I can do whatever. It doesn't work unless I actually close the connection and I have my hand on them. I put this on somebody's clit and I just kept tapping with the tap, with tap, the sensation. Tap, 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 and I, tap. Sorry. Got faster and faster and faster. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You're so ruining much, my story. So much is wrong with me. I was getting all into this story and remembering it. I'm goes, sorry. Tap, 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 <laughs> So anyway, I did end up making her come. And apparently it was this absolutely incredible orgasm where she completely froze for a little while afterwards. We thought we broke her. And by we, I mean me, her top, and the entire audience <laughs> that was watching. The point is, that was sexual for her, obviously, since she did end up having an orgasm. Again, private place. It was not sexual for me. I enjoyed because I enjoy watching her face. I enjoyed the noises she was making. I enjoyed the energy from the audience while this was happening. I got zero sexual gratification out of it. Yeah, it's just... When my parties first started in the dungeon, we were more of a mix of swinger and kinkster. And in those days, there were more often you'd come and you'd see couples having sex. But as time went by, we had less and less swingers and more and more kinksters. And the sex stopped. You would have the occasional orgasm. You had one couple who always had sex. They were good for a nice show to watch. But I have a Sibian, a motor bunny, actually, but same thing as a Sibian. And I would put it out for parties and nobody was using it. So now I actually put it away. And if anybody wants to, it will come out at request. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, you, you stole my joke. That's I totally what you did. Stole joke. It will come out upon request, but most people aren't asking for it. They're too busy doing impact or rope or electro or knife play or wax play. Wax play is also a big one or cupping it's oh the blood choking when uh, when that one certain person comes uh, he has lines it's when, fascinating when Sayudan is here he has lines for his wax play and his beautiful fluorescent wax people are coming to the parties because they want to have fun with their friends and they want to get their ass beaten and they want to play with electro and they'll go home if they want and have orgasms it's not the point of what they do here 
Sometimes they say they're turned on and sometimes they're not. They're just so actually relaxed after their scenes. They just want to go home and sleep. I think that for a lot of people who don't view it as sexual, it's more of a a cathartic experience. I, I think you've said this before with you, especially when you get your ass beat. Not only is it a happy space. It is you releasing the endorphins. It's your drug of choice. Right. So instead of going out and guzzling a bunch of alcohol, you get your ass beat. That's how you get your kicks. That's cool. Yeah, I'm good. For me, it's the same thing with being in my CGL relationship. It's it's how I relax. It's how I express a part of myself that isn't accepted anywhere else. It's how I am intimate with certain people. It's a connection. Yeah, my last DS relationship that I had wasn't about sex at all. It was two people getting together. He had the kink of trying to help women be better and recognize their power as a woman. And I needed somebody to try to help me set boundaries in my life and get over some trust issues and other issues I'd had from previous relationships. So he was my dom for a year and a half. Not only did we never once have sex in that entire time, but we were only in the same room maybe three or four times in that year and a half. That just wasn't what our relationship was about. It was about teaching me. It was about helping me grow. It was about helping me learn. And he controlled me. He con- he controlled who I could and could not sleep with, partly because he wanted me to make good choices in the people that I chose to have relationships with. He controlled me for my bedtime. He controlled me for where I went now, so that I didn't overdo myself. I didn't overtax myself. Now, which parts of these did you ask for? Um, It was a combination of my asking and him offering. So he had offered the overall general help me based upon my complaining about my poor choices in partners, (laughs) my complaining about my inability to find somebody who fulfilled the needs that I had. So that's where we started from very generally. And he came back and he said he could help me figure things out. And he did. I mean, I learned to not accept anything less than what I want and need, not to settle. I learned how strong I am. I mean, at the time I was with him, I was feeling really down. I had gotten out of my long-term relationship with Voldemort. My very next DS relationship I had turned out to be with somebody who was probably not as trustworthy as you would want a partner. Luckily, I discovered that pretty quickly. But I really, I was down on myself for my ability to choose partners. And that's where it all started. And yeah, I mean, if we'd had the opportunity, would we have fucked? Probably. You can't help but have somebody as your dom for a year and a half and share your intimate thoughts and secrets and wants and desires with them and not have a strong connection. But this wasn't like, oh my God, we have to get together and fuck. I I want you and I want you now. Our connection was mental, not physical. Well, I do usually say that you are mental. So I guess that works. It does. (laughs) Some people say that they need that intimacy of a romantic sexual relationship with a partner in order to partake in BDSM. And all I keep thinking about with them is what they're missing out on. They're missing out on doing all the kinks that they're interested in. And 
it's funny, even some of these people who say, well, I couldn't do BDSM with anybody but my partner have no problem going to a kink 101 night where there's somebody doing demos of electro or fire play. And they'll have their partner by their side while they, you know, try this out. And I'm like, so that you'll do? You're the person who's got their hands on you is not your romantic partner. I actually, I did go to a Kink 101 night and it was with, uh, it was actually with Bobby, our friendly neighborhood electro slash needle slash staple slash whatever the hell he feels like doing and learning at the moment. (laughs) Total kinky renaissance man, this guy. Anyway, he took me to a 101 night because I said I wanted to go and daddy couldn't go for whatever reason. So he said he would take me and I tried a lot of different things and none of it was sexual. I got wax on my arm. I had somebody do, I, I want to say it was like a paddle or something on my ass, which was still fully clothed. It was the testing of the sensations. Not a single part of it was sexual. Yeah. I mean, I go monthly to get a Brazilian wax. <laughs> okay. I have this lovely woman. Her hands are on my pussy. She is pouring hot wax on it and ripping it off. It's a masochist dream. There's nothing fucking sexual about it. She's offering me a service. I don't look at her and go, oh God, I must fuck you now because your hands have been on my pussy and you poured wax and pulled it off. There's nothing sexual about it. And that's what I want people to understand. It doesn't have to be sexual. And don't let this desire need in your head that says, I can only do this with a romantic partner, stop you from having fun. What about the stuff that is sexual? Oh, well, there's some good sexual stuff happening. And I love watching it. I love watching a couple who are together. And it does end in an orgasm. When I topped my sub, it ended in orgasm because we had a relationship. And so part of the end of our scene was always my giving her an orgasm, using a Hitachi and telling her not to come until I gave her permission. So what's different about that relationship that you had with her versus the relationship that we talk about that is just DS? Because we've talked before, all DS is a type of relationship, even if it's just for one scene at one party, one time. How was your relationship with her different than that? There was a romantic sexual relationship between the two of us. There was a loving feeling that was beyond just the DS. We would go on dates to restaurants to have meals together. It was a sexual relationship. Aside from the DS. Aside from the DS. I have had have I don't know where he is at the moment but it's kind of been my very first sub my uh, my genesis that I discussed Mm -hmm. before kind of we're off and on you know whenever he needs it I'll be in the picture you know we'll have years go by and we don't do anything and then suddenly we'll be like hey uh this yes okay never had sex with him never kissed him never did anything like that and it's still ds I control him whenever we do a scene I think I talked about this one time where he has a humiliation fetish and there was this time that he came over because I had somebody who was going to fulfill a fantasy of his and I made them do stuff to each other. They weren't doing anything to me. Mm -hmm. And there were times where they weren't doing anything sexual to each other at all. It was sensation. It wasn't sex. You've talked about usually don't have sex with your subs. I've done it once or twice, but again, like you said, there was a component of relationship outside of that. So like obviously with my current daddy, one, we're married and two, 
even before that, at first he wasn't, we weren't dating. At first it was simply DS. All I wanted was a daddy. I already had somebody that I was with and that person wasn't fulfilling that side of me, wasn't fulfilling the DS part of me. And I was, I went daddy hunting. And then that relationship here, ended. Daddy, 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 here, daddy, daddy, daddy. How do you catch a daddy? By his tail? I don't know. I feel like there's a joke in there there's somewhere gotta be. or like some sort of philosophical question. We got to work on that. But yeah, basically I went daddy hunting and uh, I went through a few of them that were not right. Landed on this one. And when my relationship was over with the previous person, I went to him and we kind of figured out that we were already in love with each other. And it just kind of went from there. Kind of want to talk about the bits that are sexual. Ooh, let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me. Why do we do this every single <laughs> time? time? Every time. Like, I feel like we need new material, yeah. but that's the one that keeps popping up. Ha, oh, there's another joke in there somewhere, <laughs> isn't there? Oh, man. <laughs> it keeps popping up. <laughs> <laughs> We're like two little children. Oh, we're so immature. <laughs> I think that's part of our charm. I think so. I like to think so. Is right? that the little and middle coming out? Maybe. Like just the wicked immaturity of it? Well, you could say Uranus and then we're just... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You know, if we're just going to be little like that, you know. Well, if we're going to be little, little like that, I'll just <laughs> yell poop. <laughs> poop is always funny. Potty humor is hilarious. Always. Anyway... <laughs> We I wanted to talk about the sexual components <laughs> of BDSM, rah-rah. Well, Why are you so distracting? Because, because the penis and the pussy are next to the a-hole. So oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And people say, I'm the little. You guys do not know. Look, she's hysterical right now. Why am I the mature one? I never claimed to be mature, just old. I'm straight up actually younger than you, first of all. And second of all, I'm the little. This is ridiculous. She's turning red. I'm sorry. I'm turning pink. Oh, yeah. My mistake. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be, we'll be you, Are now. you going to be good now? Maybe. Good girl. Thank you. <laughs> I just don't run <laughs> Okay, that made me really happy. <laughs> anyway. Can we go back to the sex talk? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We like talking about, about sex. sex. We like doing it. We like talking about it. It's all good. It's pretty much just running our lives at this point. Sex is good. I never She's react at all. still so laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't I'm get her sorry. back on track. I'm not sorry. I'm lying. Dude, there's a writing prop <laughs> right there. Oh, I will. Listen don't to me. threaten me with a good time. Listen to me. <laughs> I will not hit you with it. You bitch! If you don't shut the hell up and finish you this fucking bitch! <laughs> Fine! Finish the episode! Damn it. I will hit you with it if you do stop laughing and finish this episode. You promise? I will. Okay. I promise. Pinky promise. Alright, I'll be good. Okay, good girl. Oh my god, this is <laughs> like, now I'm gonna die laughing because that just made my whole damn weekend. Uh, sex talk. There's nothing funny about sex. Unless <laughs> yeah. you're doing it right, then it can be a lot of fun. I was going to say, are you serious right now? Because I laugh constantly <laughs> through sex. Not at him. No, with him. With just him. Not, I, just, I just, I knew that. I wanted to make sure our listeners yeah, knew that. Yeah, no, daddy's hilarious. Okay, so funny story. Remember how I said we're vanilla and we laugh a lot during sex? <laughs> at one point, I climbed on him and I said something about getting ready for liftoff. <laughs> So he responded with ground control to Major Tom and and this devolved 
into us while fucking, by the way, singing Space Oddity, David Bowie. And then at that point, we were laughing so hard, I basically fell off of him and sex was over. Hate when that happens. But it was so funny. I actually grabbed my phone and texted it to my ladies group. And I was like, David Bowie just killed my lady boner. Which is not something I would ever normally say because normally David Bowie gives me a lady lady boner. boner. Yeah. We're never actually going to talk about the sex of BDSM part, are we? No, we'll get there eventually. Okay. This is foreplay. Right. (laughs) David Bowie is foreplay. foreplay. I will will agree with you there. (laughs) David Bowie is for sure. (laughs) Here we go. A lot of people are right in that there are components of BDSM that have to do with sex. Rara, why don't you tell us about a couple of them? (laughs) I can't. I quit. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I cannot do this anymore. She's gone. I try to bring us back to reality. Back to reality. No, stop. Just, oh my God. Why? I'm sorry. One thing I will say is definitely sexual is probably orgasm control. Absolutely. Whether it's denying or forcing orgasms. Orgasms are actually part of the sexual spectrum. So yes, you have to include that. What about fisting? If there's something going inside my hoo-ha, yeah, I would call that sexual. So ice fucking. Ice fucking. Absolutely. If you're putting ice cubes in the vajayjay, it is sexual. How about fire fucking? You said you've done that before. Did you kind of get off to that? Um, You know, that's a good question because at the time I never considered that sexual because of the person I was doing it with. There was no sexual connection with that person. There was no expectation of sex. There was no orgasm that was going to happen. This was more similar to when you and I did the, the strap on play. It was more like, huh, I've never done this before. I'd like to try this. Except I did make you come with the strap-on play. Yes, I did not come from the fire fucking. So is it only sexual if you come? Well, then that would leave orgasm denying out of the equation. As well as chastity, which some people could say is part of the sexual component. I think for me, what makes it sexual is the relationship you have with the person who you're playing with. And whether or not you have that sexual connection, that sexual relationship with them, whether it's a romantic relationship with them. When I am doing things with my friends, because they're my friends, I don't consider it sexual. I don't have a sexual connection with them. And I'll be honest, my dildo did not actually make Ra-Ra come. It was the Hitachi she had underneath. It helped. Yes. There's exceptions to every rule. Let's just put it out there. Uh, Rara talks about, you know, she doesn't orgasm with her friends. And yet we have talked about she did have an orgasm when I assisted her with her strap on experience. I have made people come on my table that I had no sexual relationship with and generally didn't have any expectation of them coming. They just happened to because they got super excited from the electro and that's what happened. But it isn't an inherent part of the BDSM experience. They do not go hand in hand. The term sexual submissive, for example, is a misnomer. You can be a sexual submissive if that is part of your dynamic, if that is part of your relationship, if that is part of your kink. You negotiate it. You consent to it. You work within those bounds. If part of your negotiated consented scene 
is to be a sexual servant to this person, then yeah, you are considered a sexual submissive. Not all submissives are sexual. So to put those two together is not only a misnomer, but it's doing a disservice to the entire community. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. This is what I am saying. I was listening. Aw. I do do listen to I do listen sometimes. So again, what we're saying is if you need to put your BDSM and your sex together, nobody's telling you not to. Nobody's telling you you can't. We're just saying is if you are making it a requirement, then I would suggest try without making it a requirement. Try kinking with your friends where there's no expectation of an orgasm. There's no expectation of a sexual relation. The only expectation you have is one of fun. And do us a favor. If you come across somebody using the term sexual submissive or sexual BDSM or any of the things that we talked about, help us set them straight. Exactly. Now, if you'll all excuse me, I'm going to get off my soapbox and put it away. Oh, and wait a minute before I before I leave. Don't forget to check out SD Leather on Etsy. Use the code PINKKINK and get 10% off your purchase. Um, hey, Rara. It's, uh, it's kind of high up here. Can I get down off the soapbox now, too? Yes, we have to put it away. Okay, Rara, since you were such a good girl and you actually finished the episode, I'm going to hit your ass with a crop. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it will be shared in a future episode. Just go to Pink Kink podcast.com to contact us follow us on twitter instagram and fetlife at the handle pink kink podcast join our facebook group pink kink podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters if you love what we do and are able to help support us we are on patreon just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast even if you can't show your support financially there are other ways you can help You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.